Greetings, brothers and sisters. I'm Pastor Keith, and welcome to another episode of A Pastor's Passion. I'm sitting here behind the scenes on the set of my current feature film titled Street Signs, but I'm blessed to be sitting before you today because today's video, today's episode of A Pastor's Passion makes episode number 101 of all the videos that I've done in the past year since God released me to start this ministry just over a year ago. And you can find all 101 clips and episodes on pastorkeith.org slash videos. God has used me to do a lot of awesome and wonderful things in my life such as design and build a high school which still stands on Lake Street in Minneapolis. Many years ago I designed and got approval on a 24 unit new condominium development in the Whittier neighborhood of Minneapolis. I've been inspired by God to have written and published numerous books, I've done dozens of podcasts, and I've helped countless people move their own products and projects and ministries forward. I've interviewed and written articles on many celebrities, and I've been with my wife 30 years. We've raised two wonderful daughters. They are both married and in great careers and they have blessed us with four wonderful grandchildren. And of course my marriage of 30 years is my first ministry. But none of those other personal accomplishments combined mean more to me than the 18 years that I've spent active in the church and in the ministry. Brothers and sisters, God is truly an awesome and wonderful God. And anyone who knows me knows that I used to be so messed up that living for God was the last thing on my mind. But 25 years ago, God started to transform me and my life changed. And I always thank God that He saw the best in me when everyone else around could only focus on the worst. In the previous episode, just last week, I started a series on faith. The very first video in the series was titled Faith and Works. And in that video I teach you how to put your faith into action just like Jesus did. Today's episode is titled Faith to Hear What God Has to Say. Today's episode is titled Faith to Hear What God Has to Say. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I know from Scripture that you cannot hear without a preacher. The Bible says that no one can understand the Old Testament until the veil that's covering it has been removed. And that veil can only be removed when a person has given their life to Christ. So today, I'm going to read the Word of God into your hearing so that you may hear what it is that God has to say and so that you may receive what it is that God wants to give you. Let's start at the veil. If you have your Bible, go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and chapter 4. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and chapter 4 to your hearing. Second Corinthians chapter 3 begins like this. 
do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or need we, as some others, epistles of commendation to you? Or letters of commendation from you? Ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tablets or tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of our heart, and such trust we have through Christ to Godward. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Verse 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 reads, Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. But if the ministration of death, written and engraven in stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of the condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that, I'm in verse 10, for even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect, by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. Verse 15, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 reads, But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. I'm reading until you're hearing the full two chapters of 2 Corinthians chapters 3 and chapter 4 about the veil that's covering the Old Testament. Again, today's episode is faith to hear what God has to say. And I'm reading to you 2 Corinthians chapters 3 and chapter 4 fully until you're hearing so that you may receive what it is that God would have you to receive. I've read chapter 3. Let's go on with chapter 4. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy we faint not but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty 
not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifested in our own bodies. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our mortal flesh. I'm in verse 12, chapter 4, 7 Corinthians. So then, death worketh in us, but life in you. We, that means you and me, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he that raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. Verse 16 reads, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I've read to you the book of 2 Corinthians chapters 3 and 4 in its entirety. May God please add a blessing to the reading and doing of his most holy and righteous word. Brothers and sisters, what's amazing to me about the word of God is that it is alive. It is living and breathing. As I sit here and speak to you, it's speaking to me, speaking to you. It's God's Word. It's living and breathing inside of us. It is the Spirit of God that makes this Word alive. And it's the Spirit of God that makes His Word alive in us. And it does not matter how long we live or how long it lives within us. 
God's Word is designed to do what He has given it to do. And the same for us is true. God designed us to do what He has given us to do. And although most of us get sidetracked along the way, God's Spirit is still alive within us. His Spirit is alive within us to keep reminding us how to get back on track and keep going the right way. It is the Spirit of God how we live and move and have our being. And knowing this, knowing that we have been selected and chosen and handpicked and set aside and called and gifted and trained and empowered and given wisdom, knowing all this, knowing that we have been molded and shaped to be representatives of the Most High God. Brothers and sisters, we must be the ones who pray that the veil is lifted from the minds of those who do not believe in the Spirit of God, so they will be convicted in their hearts, turn from their wicked ways, and give their lives over to God through His one and only Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. All of you should know that we are living in the last days and faith to hear what God has to say is more important and more vital now than it has ever been. And faith to hear what God has to say is a privilege because not everyone is blessed to be able to do so. Faith to hear what God has to say is an incredible testimony because we know that God knew us before we were born. You should be glad and rejoicing on this and every day because you have the faith to hear what God has to say. Listen, if you're out there watching this video and listening to this message and you do not have a relationship with God, you can do so right now. You can become a member of God's royal and eternal and chosen family right now. If you're out there and you have lost your way, you can find your way back because God will help you right now. Jesus the Christ is God's one and only Son. He is our Lord and Savior and He died for our sins. Jesus left heaven, came to earth, suffered a terrible beating, and died a horrible death so that you and I and countless others could be redeemed back to God through the shedding of Jesus' pure blood. Listen, it is because of that sacrifice that you and I can now have a relationship with God. And once you give your life to Christ, you are considered part of God's royal, eternal, and chosen family. And it is a right and it is a privilege because at that moment you can be given that privilege that you can be given the faith to hear what God has to say. Brothers and sisters, choose. Choose who you will serve this day. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But you need to make a decision who you will serve this day. If you don't do it today, you are not promised tomorrow. Make the decision right now 
that will affect the rest of your life here on earth and where you spend eternity. God wants you to be part of his eternal family. And if you leave this earth before the rapture, Jesus wants to be waiting in heaven for you to arrive. He wants to be waiting with open arms so that you can hug him and thank him as he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Do it today. Make the decision to live your life for God today, right now, so that you can have the faith to hear what God has to say. Brothers and sisters, what is God saying to you? And do you have the faith to hear it? Is he saying to you, get more active in your church or spend more time in Bible study? Or is he saying to you as a pastor to help your members go beyond Bible study? Is he saying to you to teach a ministry class in addition to your Bible study? Because you can teach Bible study year after year after year after year, and I teach pastors and counsel pastors through this all the time. You can teach Bible study year after year after year after year, but if you do not teach those who are sitting under you how to put into action, put their faith into action, you're responsible for them continuing to sit in those same pews and in those same seats three years, five years, ten years down the road without ever having applied what you've taught them. Start a ministry class in addition to your Bible study. Teach them how to go out and feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the sick. Help strangers, minister to prisoners, spend time with widows and help take care of orphans. Teach them what thus says the Lord. And if you don't know, if you as a pastor don't know, then you need to get in contact with me. I've written numerous books on the subject and I can help you. What is God saying to you? Through this lesson today, faith to hear what God has to say. I'm Pastor Keith. May God bless you and may he keep you today and always. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching another episode of A Pastor's Passion. May God bless you and may he keep you today and always in Jesus' name. Amen.